important to note that there's a lot of background noise. Traffic, uh, the call to prayer, the uh, just sounds in general that you don't want on a podcast, except, oh, there you go, car horns. <laughs> it is so perfect timing. Perfect timing. It is so hot. Uh, the AC doesn't work. <laughs> you turn it on, everything goes off. The fan, you have to turn it off because it'll be background noise. So you're left really with just open windows, which and is sweats. not ideal. What's that? And sweats. And sweating, <laughs> yes. A lot of sweating. Add to that, uh, your day started... This, this is Sunday, right? So your Sunday started what time? 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Mine started, I think, at 7.30. Not the right time to wake up oh on a Sunday. God. So you've been awake. And how many hours did it take for us to come to the conclusion that we were doing everything wrong? <laughs> Five hours. Five hours. (laughs) Because I'm not, I'm not bright on a Sunday. I'm not bright any day. Me neither. Yeah, (laughs) but Sundays are pretty bad. I didn't realize that we didn't need to download software that we already had. It just (laughs) did like it. It was so stupid and slow internet, credit cards that don't work because they're locked. And then I think it's an idea that we are just so excited about, and it's taken. It started months ago, but it didn't really, didn't really take hold until the last few days. That this is something we really want to do, and something that I'm eager to share. So there we are on a Sunday, a weekend. We should be on the beach or in the mountains, or you should—I don't know—we should be doing other things. <laughs> We're recording an episode about a mini series, and um, I'm really happy this is taking off, and. It's going to be called The Written Word. Of course, it's not going to be my voice. It's going to be yours. And you are? Tala Ramadan. And Tala, you've been on the podcast before. Uh, A conversation about Clubhouse and security issues and censorship. You're well known for your output on Lebanese affairs. You were at An-Nahar English. You're at Specs. Your work appears in The New Arab, Arabia English. But this is not just once a week, could be twice a week, at times three times a week. You write regularly, and your output is really significant. And I'm always impressed with anyone that has that very, almost brutal routine that they make time to do things that they enjoy, even if that joy is born out of more work. So I'm really impressed by the level of output and the quality and that you really want to be part of the podcast. So for me, it's, it's flattering and also astonishing. Um, I'm super excited. I am too. <laughs> and I'm glad it's called The Written Word. That came naturally. Because it's, an, it's also an irony. Because it's not written. We're talking. Right. And that actually is... That shows you it's a Sunday. That didn't even click in my mind until you mentioned it. <laughs> I don't think it clicked in your mind until it now. It just did. Yeah. <laughs> but you want to talk about The Written Word. And not your written word, the written word in general. And I think from our private conversations, I sense that your passion comes from taking your time reading books regularly, reading essays, long-form articles that appear in The New Yorker, and they're not Lebanon-focused. They're actually, they're all over the place. And if you don't mind, Tada, since the miniseries will be starting soon, and since you have an idea of what you want to talk about, if you can share 
just the theme, and why are you choosing something that's not Lebanon-focused, that's sort of away from the usual terrain? I usually don't like to talk about something that I've written because I, you know, just share it all over social media and just spam people with that. <laughs> but um, what I like to do is always talk about something that I've read and um, I just really li- like to highlight the topics that some people, you know, just took their time to do the research, uh, talk to experts, or maybe put their own opinion in, in the piece and just talk about it. Um, I always like to, you know, go above and beyond maybe just to read about all topics and just like hey, just to, you know, see what's going on in the world. Um, of course, there are a lot of things happening in Lebanon, uh, but really I just, you know, like to zone out sometimes and just uh, tune into what's going on. But your zoning out is reading, which I find fascinating that you find you're able to calm your nerves to reading. So is, is it, it almost therapeutic for you? to? It's, it is really because it's, such an escape to me because mm. you you just you know go to somewhere else in your mind and uh, try to live in the author's shoe you know in, in a way or another because um, he would be taking you on his own world and that's a nice thing because you tend to you know have his curiosity and just read and try to understand him and try to see what's going on in his own world or mm. his country um, which is really you know something that's different from what's going on here because we have we're living in a special area (laughs) so uh, it's really just this curiosity that took me and my love for talking so basically it's really um, (laughs) the episodes would be you know me translating this particular passion uh, of reading and talking and maybe just giving people uh, really the essence or highlighting certain authors or talking about certain uh, topics in a nice and entertaining way that's not complicated uh, that they don't have to, you know, go through the reading, uh, the whole, you know, le- you know I'll, I'll be the patient person and read the pieces and, you know, just try to s- translate them out. So, And it's true that you do love talking. Oh, yes. I think your friends <laughs> would tell you that all the time. And you, I mean, no, no one is shy to tell you that. Your, your, your output is significant. But it's not unpleasant. You talk and yet it's endearing and you want to hear more. And... I'm glad that there's a way to do this because it's not, this should not just be among friends or even colleagues. Your passion, I think, resonates with a bigger audience. And your curiosity, I think, allows for an expansive audience too. And if you can share just a bit about maybe, maybe the format you have in mind, is this going to be mostly yourself reflecting on the piece at hand? Do you, do you envisage maybe having a guest, maybe the, perhaps the author, at times taking sort of a, a give and take on, on the piece? I'd be taking, you know, several articles and uh, that tackle and basically a lot of topics. So let's say I'm taking uh, an article about artificial intelligence, for instance. Um, what I would be doing is just, you know, taking the, the juicy part and what uh, surprised me in this particular to- uh, article. Mm, and, mm. you know, just because there's always something that's different and uh, something that stands out in a particular uh, article. So I really always like to highlight this part and talk about it. You know, when you explain about something, why you liked it, it comes off very naturally. So it's really narrowing down on the, on the, the substance that you think matters. Exactly, especially that um, in the Lebanese media, we don't have the time 
to actually right. highlight yeah. all of these topics. So maybe it's it's nice, you know, to zone out and to see what's happening around the world, but from a Lebanese perspective. It's interesting. And if I understood correctly, you may even have episodes in Arabic if the piece is written in Arabic. Exactly. Because it's always nice to have this uh, mix. Right. And a lot of... Uh, you know, Arab journalists or authors have a lot of interesting pieces mm. and it would be really a shame not to actually include them. So right. a bit of both worlds would uh, would do perfectly and I think that would be fair because um, a lot of articles or pieces or books are written in Arabic because mm. yeah, they're delivered in a proper way. Uh, so I would like to, you know, highlight both. And I imagine whenever I did, when I started my podcast... I mean, it was at least a year before I included video, with the rare exception of maybe one or two episodes that was video only, or video video was required. It was an episode that re- had visuals embedded. But for the most part, I always imagined the commuter, somebody in their car stuck in traffic, but they're not stressed because they have something to listen. Uh, somebody walking on the corniche, or even for that matter, exercising, jogging on a treadmill, that they can listen while doing something else. It was really with COVID and the pandemic, where people stopped moving, people were staying in, that I threw out the video component, and it made sense. And I, I will never turn back from that. But I always think of the audio listener. And when I look at the figures, it's almost 10 times the video figures, the audio figures are huge. There are thousands of people tuning in to each episode. Is that why you want to do audio only? That you want to cater it to somebody with other things going on? Is it the commuter you have in mind? Is it someone else? Is it the way you engage podcasts? Because you made it clear that you wanted it to be audio only. And it's not because you have three eyes or you have, you know, uh, like a an added tooth coming out of your nose or something that would scare people away. It's not that. So why? Why did you focus on audio? Um, All right. So basically the way I do it is when I listen to, when I want to, you know, uh, just dig into a certain podcast, what I do is just listen and work. So I'd have the podcast playing in the background and still get myself, you know, to be uh, productive. Mm. So what I really like to do is, you know, uh, listen and work. And I feel like a lot of people nowadays, especially with the pandemic and the previous lockdowns, that we are just super used to working and sometimes to overworking. So it's really just uh, a matter of, you know, focusing on the laptop or just, you know, you have your eyes involved somewhere. Mm. So um, for me to have something in the background and for me to, you know, just share my ideas, um, I think I would need to be in the background uh, because some people would, you know, be busy doing something or commuting or... uh, just talking to, you know, just go somewhere or to work. So, um, you know, I'd be like talking about the things I, w- I want to share and uh, people can still have the time to listen to me. So, so it's really the way you engage podcasts. Exactly. It makes sense to me. And I, 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 we're friends. We know each other. You've been on the podcast, you, but you're also a, a friend. And I'm really excited. Not Me too. And it's, unre- <laughs> it's funny. It's unrelated to... It, it's... It's really taking this medium and playing with it in a way that's meaningful. And I think uh, you're a natural fit. And I'm glad, I'm, I'm honored that you wanted to do this on this podcast. Me too. So it's a <laughs> mini-series. It's called The Written Word. And it'll be a weekly 
uh, mini-series. Maybe at times we can play with that too. It's fresh. There's, there's time to play. But um, I'm excited at getting this started. And the first episode uh, will touch on AI, if I understood correctly. And I'm, I'm speaking on your behalf. I shouldn't do that. But you mentioned it before we started. Uh, so that's the first subject. Can you just tell us a bit about that piece? Maybe where it's published, the general theme, and really what to expect from the first episode. Since we don't have electricity in Lebanon, uh-huh. and since we're, we're so talking in the dark right now, exactly. <laughs> so uh, because uh, you know the future world and the technology world seems like a foreign country to us, um, I really wanted to highlight AI, um, mm. especially because I read an article on the New Yorker, um, and it just you know tackled AI in a way that's uh, really different because we always think of AI as if it's something that's very robotic, which it is to a certain extent. Mm. Uh, but the way this article uh, tackles uh, AI is a way, is a more emotional some kind of way. So um, the way that the author, you know, just walked, walked us through this particular uh, idea is really, really interesting. And I really wanted to highlight it because uh, it's something different from what's going on in Lebanon. Uh, it's, it's and it's an older piece, or is it something that's... It's really... Uh, it's an older piece. Mm. Uh, I think it's one year old. One year old. So I'm glad you're saying this, that you're you're not limiting yourself to recent events only. You're willing to go back. Exactly. Okay. So it's not something that would tackle only what's happening now, because sometimes, right. you know, you want to go back in time and tackle something mm. or a certain pers- perspective that, you know, um, I found interesting or different from what people are mostly saying nowadays. So um, it's a bit something that goes back in time or, you know, just handle something that's currently uh, going on. Excellent. And, and I know that you're excited about sharing books as well. Oh, yes. And that you're, <laughs> I think you're, you're either reading or you finished Asfuri by, is it Joël Abirashid? Yes. So hopefully we'll get to that book sooner than later. I'm excited to I'm know. I'm really excited to share this book, honestly. <laughs> perhaps we'll get even Joël to be a guest on your oh, miniseries. If not, it'll just be you <laughs> talking about her book. <laughs> yes. And uh, we'll share it online when the first episode's coming out. We'll schedule it in a way that makes sense. And uh, I'm excited. I'm Tala. really excited. I'm glad Thank Sunday you, paid Norman. off. <laughs> we managed to be productive on a Sunday. We should take Monday off. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tada. Thank you.